Hello, RNN listeners. It's half of your favorite show, Refreshments and Narcotics. This is Nurse Ebony coming at you for a rapid bolus infusion of goodness. Um, Nurse Ivory and I are a little bit busy, so we haven't been able to make it to the studio, but we thought we'd share some of our personal anecdotes to tide you over until the next full episode. So this one is going to be about our nursing errors, kind of fessing up to mistakes that we've made in our career so that you may learn from them and not make the same mistakes. So the first one, I will never forget this. I was pretty fresh out of nursing school and, you know, my first job was in the ER and, you know, right away in this department, they were putting us with, you know, critical patients. Um, So I had an AFib patient with RVR. His heart rate was like 150s. Um, They ordered a bolus of cardizem. You know, I was still on orientation, but my preceptor trusted me enough to just go ahead and like administer this medication. I didn't even stop to take the time to look up how fast I should push this. All I know is I saw his heart rate was so high and this was going to lower it. So I go in and I just basically slam this cardizem bolus and I watched his heart rate go from 150s to like 30s and I panicked and I like call out for help and my preceptor came and luckily we didn't really need to do a whole lot after that like his heart rate kind of bumped back up and he did convert into sinus rhythm after that and we put him on the drip but oh my god I was so embarrassed and I felt so terrible I just I watched his heart rate just dip and he just turned like gray and luckily it bumped up but I will never forget that moment and from from then on I was always so careful about if I didn't know a medication I looked it up I mean you're supposed to do that anyway it's like classic nursing practice but you know we we all get busy um in our daily jobs and we sometimes tend to cut corners but that is not a corner I ever cut anymore and I definitely learned my lesson there the next one let's see um oh so one time you know again in the er i got this order for kxalate and i'm slammed i'm super busy the department is burning to the ground and so i just i run to the pharmacy i get the kxalate i give it to the patient I didn't stop to check the labs to see what the potassium level was. Like, why are we giving this? It was ordered. I gave the ordered dose to the right patient. But like 10 minutes later, the doctor calls me. Oh my God, did you give that K-Exalate? Uh, yeah. Oh shit, I meant to order lactulose. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was... Obviously, you know, the wrong medication was ordered, but, you know, I I am that kind of 
buffer, that barrier, the checks and balance between the physician and the patient. And I should have checked the lab work before I administered that medication. So once again, you know, I always double check labs before I give something like that that will mess with electrolyte levels and whatnot. So double check your potassium level before you start giving like a a potassium lowering cocktail because um, doctors make mistakes too. So you got to make sure you know why you're giving these medications and um, you know, just, just double check. So the next one was actually not too long ago. This was just a couple weeks ago and we were super busy as usual in the ER. I feel like this is always my excuse of why mistakes are made. Um, understaffed and I was working in pediatrics and you know I had a, a baby that was there for fever and really no explanation of why she was having a fever. So we drew labs and um, the lab work came back and I just, I saw an elevated white count and I mentioned it to the family that the baby had an elevated white count and that, you know, it was possibility that she would be admitted. And turns out I was looking in the wrong chart when I was looking at that lab work. And I just, I jumped, I did, I didn't even question it in my mind because of the clinical presentation of the patient it made sense the labs made sense and my mouse must have just clicked on the wrong chart at that time but the family like at the end of the workup the doctor said okay you know you guys are good to go home we're gonna discharge you and the family was pissed they're like what do you mean like you know the nurse said her white blood cell count was elevated and you know we want to be admitted, we're not going anywhere, we don't think this is safe, blah, blah, blah. So the doctor came up to me and was like, "Um, did you tell this family that the patient's white blood cell count was elevated? Because it's not, it's normal. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I went back into the chart. Sure enough, the labs are normal. And I was like, oh my God, I was looking at the wrong chart. I'm so sorry. So I apologized profusely to the doctor. I said, I'm going to make this right. I went into the patient's room, apologized to the parents profusely. I'm really sorry. This was my mistake. I was looking at the wrong chart. This has nothing to do with the doctor and I take full responsibility. I'm very, very sorry. And um, they were they were not very receptive to my apology. They they were highly irritated. And of course I was embarrassed, but um, you know, I, I, every once in a while, and no matter how long you've been doing this, I've been doing this for nine and a half years, you get a wake up call like, oh yes, this is why, you know, these standards exist in, in nursing practice and it's important to stick to them. So I messaged my manager, let them know what had happened because I felt like the family was probably going to complain. And, you know, my manager was super nice and receptive to my email and appreciative of me um, apologizing to the family and kind of coming forward and being professional. So, you know, if you do find yourself making a mistake, I do, you know, highly recommend you approaching 
your management or your charge nurse about the situation ahead of time instead of just waiting for maybe someone to complain or um, hoping that someone doesn't complain because they're going to respect you for speaking to them about it ahead of time and this way they can help educate the rest of the staff to prevent any future errors um so they're there to help you usually the environment in the hospital is not like a you know they're not going to punish you it's really just about a learning experience so um Hopefully my stories will help you guys prevent from making the same mistakes. I know like learning about other nurses' mistakes have definitely saved me from making my own. So um, until next time, I hope you guys have a great week and um, take care. Bye. Hello, everybody. It's Nurse Ebony. I am really sorry that we have been kind of slow recording full episodes lately. Nurse Ivory and I are both in transition periods. Um, We both just got new jobs and have been very busy. So I hope you guys can forgive us. But we do have some recording time later this week. Um, For now, we wanted to share a little anecdote about um, dealing with problems with our peers, our coworkers. Um, so I thought I'd share one story that was particularly interesting. Um, this was a couple years ago when I was pregnant with my son, probably mm, five months along. And I worked in a department that surprisingly hadn't switched to electronic medical record yet, but we were about to go live like in the next six months on that. Well, in previous jobs, I have worked very closely with IT and nursing informatics to, um, t- for process improvement for the EMR. And so I had that on my resume. I was very familiar with working with Epic and I volunteered to be um, a super user to be involved in the go live process because I knew they would be asking for volunteers well you know a couple months went by and I never heard anything about it until one day I was at the nurse's station and one one of the um, nurse clinicians happened to be a guy he was standing there asking the woman next to me hey are you interested in being an epic super user And she's like, oh, no, no, thank you. Not really. And whatever. Well, then I'm like, hey, you know, I actually spoke to our manager like a couple months ago. I'm really interested. I've got a lot of experience in this particular field. And he looked at me and said, well, you know, I didn't really know because you're pregnant and everything if you could do it. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Like, (laughs) what part of me being pregnant prevents me from participating in a IT project? Okay, if I can be on call, called into work at all hours of the night, pushing heavy equipment, lifting patients, pushing stretchers on my feet for 
12 hours. How, like, I don't understand what brought you to that conclusion. Um, so I kind of just shut down in that moment because we were in public. Um, but I was furious. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, this was some blatant ass sexism. What is a girl to do? And of course, you know, I'm pregnant and uh, hormonal. (laughs) So I marched into my manager's office and I said, listen, you need to tell your clinician that if he's going to be a blatant sexist, he needs to be more careful about it and at least not use the words, you can't do that because you're pregnant. I mean, come on. Surely you have more sense than that. I mean, that is an HR issue waiting to happen. And she kind of defended him in a way. Um, She's like, well, you know, I don't, he didn't really mean it that way. Just, you know, what if you had an emergency and you had to go on leave early? Because my due date wasn't until April and our go live date was in February. Like, and I hadn't had any issues. It's not like I'd been calling in. I hadn't called in one time, even when I was throwing up in the bathroom. I was still showing up to work and still doing my job just like everybody else. But I don't know. Somehow these people decided that it was fine to, you know, exclude me from something that, you know, I was volunteering to participate in this like extra thing. This is not a part of my job description, but I was passionate about making our workplace a a better, you know, more smooth process improvement. Especially coming from another, you know, facility that had done the same thing. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, eventually I like I think it was the next day I got invited to eventually participate in this project. So I ended up getting to, but at that point I I had kind of a bitter taste in my mouth. I I did not feel respected at all as a woman. I felt judged. Um, It was kind of a shitty feeling and, um, but I was really proud of myself for speaking up and saying something because hopefully these people will be careful, more careful about, you know, the way they treat women or really anyone. Just make sure they're treating everybody with respect. Well, I guess if this was a perfect world, that would happen. But let's be honest, it doesn't. So if you guys end up in a situation like that, I highly encourage you just to climb the chain of command until somebody gives a shit because... It's not right, and the only way to make a difference in the culture of our society is to speak up and say something. I'm done taking sexism and just brushing it off and saying, oh, well, you know, he didn't mean it, or it is just the way it is. Boys will be boys. No, absolutely not. I'm not tolerating it anymore, and neither should you. So... If you have similar experiences, be sure to send us a voice message on Anchor or send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear your your stories. Um, 
and I really can't wait to get into the studio this week and record some more episodes for you guys. We've got some juicy stuff to talk about. All right. Bye.